This is Good Together, the podcast that inspires you to create change in the world every day. Keep listening for actionable tips and tricks to incorporate eco-friendly practices into your daily life. We've been featured by Apple as the number one podcast for conscious consumers, and we can't wait to welcome you into our community of changemakers. I'm Lisa. And I'm Laura. We're the founders of Brightly.eco, the new platform for conscious consumers. We believe in supporting all creatures, great and small. And our team of experts show you how to live and shop responsibly by sharing world-changing lifestyle ideas, products, and more. To read show notes from Good Together and to browse all of the planet-friendly goodness that we feature, head to brightly.eco slash podcast. And to help spread the word about the podcast, tap on this episode and share Good Together with your friends and family. A simple text message helps us grow and create change around the world. This episode is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. Laura, you've probably heard me talk all the time about my love for Sheets and Giggles. I've been sleeping on their new sustainable eucalyptus sheets for the past eight months straight. I recommend them a thousand percent. Every week I wash them and put them back on the bed right away. They're my go-to sheets. All of my other sheets, even the ethical ones, are taking a long break. After hearing you rave about them for so long, Lisa, I finally got a chance to try their new eucalyptus comforter. So I'm a weirdo. I really like having a comforter on my bed all the time, even when we have the heat blasting. I haven't woken up once hot while I was using this one from Sheets and Giggles. It's a great ethical and sustainable alternative to the down comforter we used to use that's now sitting on our guest bed. Another thing I love about Sheets and Giggles is that they don't use plastic packaging and the materials don't use pesticides, so they're kind to our animal and insect friends. They also plant a tree for each sheet set that is sold, and they are passionate about giving back. They give 10% off to customers who donate their old sheets to homeless shelters, and they have donated over $40,000 to Colorado COVID relief. Good Together listeners get 15% off by using the code BRIGHTLYECO at SheetsGiggles.com. Have you ever wanted to ask Lisa and I a question about our sustainability journeys, career paths, favorite products, or anything else? In this episode of Good Together, Lisa and I answer a handful of questions from our community members about things like sustainable swaps, eco-friendly job hunting, and more. This will also be our last episode of 2020, and Lisa and I want to say thank you for your support. The magic of Good Together and Brightly comes down to one ingredient, community. Our whole purpose for bringing you this podcast and the resources that Brightly has to offer is, well, you. We want to inspire billions of people to create change every day for the planet in whatever way they can. And because of your support, we've reached millions of people this year. Let's carry the change and planet positive attitude into a new year, and we'll see you in 2021. Hey, Lisa, how's it going? Good. I am very excited. I know we always say I'm very excited about this episode, but today is the last episode of 2020. 
Yes, and 2020 has been quite a year in so many ways. Um, I think we are all uh, aligned when we say goodbye, 2020, <laughs> goodbye. There's been a lot of craziness happening, but there's also been a lot of positive things happening for us at Brightly. And then I, I'm sure we could all search for some small positive things that happen in our lives, even amidst the craziness, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think we've mentioned this quite a few times during this year is that, you know, the one big silver lining of this pandemic we're seeing is that, you know, sustainability is in everyone's minds. So that's definitely one kind of biggest um, major positive uh, thing in 2020 for me personally. Yeah. And I feel like in general, we've seen the world, quote unquote, getting smaller because of Zoom right? Like we are all so much, you know, in, in, in so many different ways, we're able to connect with each other in ways that didn't used to be part of the normal way of life, right? Like if we had a bunch of people get on a Zoom, I think people would thought we were weird like a year or two ago, right? Whereas now that's like everyday life. So I, I do love the connection that we have all built as a world. And then from a Brightly standpoint, I mean, we've been able to connect with so many consciously curious consumers, like so many, right? <laughs> it's just amazing. Yes, a lot. And I'll share the numbers with you because they are super excited. And of course, you know, uh, we want to share kind of our growth with you. And, but the main thing when I'm talking about this is, you know, know that none of this would be possible without you listeners. Without the very first, I wonder who those people were, who were the, those first listeners of Good Together back in what, July, 2019, right? Yeah. yeah. I wonder who <laughs> these people were, but like, uh, without any, Without you listeners, without our community, none, none of this would be possible. So main thing is um, kind of main message of this episode is thank you. You guys are amazing yes. and we are so fortunate to have you. Yeah, um, that's why we wanted to record this episode. I mean, the point of this is to talk about our community, to answer top questions that you have for us. So we asked our community to call in and give us some sustainability related questions and brightly related questions. So we're happy to answer those for you. And, you know, this episode is truly about you. So it's just like, you know, have a sip of your hot cocoa because it's still it's still chilly outside and get excited for us to talk about everything community related. Exactly. So, yeah, before we dig into questions that we recorded from our um, community community. We're going to say community like 5,000 times this episode, <laughs> but uh, that's, that's good. That's a great question. Um, so yeah, uh, we wanted to share some exciting updates. I'm not sure if we, I think we mentioned in the last episode, but, uh, we are featured by Apple as the number one podcast for conscious consumers for the third times uh, for the third time running. Uh, and I think we're still on the Apple, uh, podcast homepage, which is again, thank you so much. Uh, we're about to hit 400,000 total downloads. Wow, you guys, thank you for listening. Yeah. yeah, that's huge. Exactly. And our Instagram community has grown so much too. That was really a big revelation for me this year. Uh, we've grown from 15,000 followers, or if not less, uh, in the beginning of 2020 to now over 90,000. Hopefully when this episode launches, we all like almost made it to 100,000. But, you know, it's amazing. And the, the most exciting part for me is that 
it's not just all the numbers, right? We're getting so many questions and real conversations on our Instagram. We're having even more conversations uh, or different kinds of conversations on TikTok, where we are now one of the biggest sustainability brands. And we started just in April, you guys. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, for us, it's, it's, exciting to revisit these numbers and we're sharing them with you because we're, we want to say thank you. And we're, I mean, obviously we're proud, but I think for me, it's just been, I mean, for, but you too, we both, we both believe this, like how cool is it to be able to reach this many people and talk really authentically about being conscious consumers? You know, I mean, like that to me is just the mind blowing uh, thing to think about. Actually, one of our uh, scouts, which I know Lisa is going to talk about in a second, like literally one of our scouts told us that um, her college had a presentation, like a report due. And some of the guys in her class presented about how sustainable the Super Bowl was. And they cited brightly, like we have a podcast episode about Yeah, that. I mean, it's just so cool. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's, uh, please, if, if you have share, uh, stories like this, please share it with us. You know, we always remind you, you can reach us on our socials that I just mentioned. And of course, at hello at brightly.eco. We love hearing stories like that. And, you know, most importantly, though, um, you know, I think most important number for for us is all about our scout ambassadors. Uh, they are the planet champions who are, you know, kind of the biggest supporters of Brightly. Over 9,000 of you have raised your hand and said that you want to be planet champion. You want to be change makers and share your sustainability journey with us and with each other. So, and for this, we're really thankful. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, everybody who listens to the podcast and joins us across our channels is a planet champion. But if you choose to kind of go the next step and, you know, engage with us on like a weekly basis, as Lisa sends out these fun challenges and get really excited, I mean, that that's even, you know, that's even more even more ways to level up, I suppose. <laughs> exactly. And of course, yeah. you can sh- uh, find more information at brightly.eco uh, slash scouts. And, but I always like to remind everyone that, you know, uh, what I will share in just a second is one thing you can do, but you can also do, uh, you know, scouts program is all about you and you can do as much or as little as you want uh, and participate in this program in whatever you, way you want. So, but this year, Scouts wrote 137 articles on all things sustainable living, which you can find all of them at brightly.eco, of course. They shared over 200 holiday tips and 300 recipes, most of which, of course, are vegetarian. They completed over 50 weekly assignments and different challenges. They reviewed more than 10 different eco brands, which, of course, some of you you've heard us mention on the podcast. And, of course, they shared thousands and thousands of messages on the Brightly app in, in on the app. It happened in less than two months. Yeah. I mean, it's just been so exciting to see the conversations happening. Um, you know, the challenges that people are doing, like you mentioned, we just had a great time. And so that's why we wanted to kind of get into it and answer your top questions from the community. Um, again, if you have more questions, as always, just feel free to reach out to us on any of our channels. We're happy to help. Absolutely. This is this is what the Scouts community, this is what Brightly is about, right? Helping each other, uplifting each other, and uh, going through our sustainability journey together. So, yeah, talking about sustainability journey, speaking of the sustainability journey, uh, one of our VIP Scouts, Caitlin Lowry, um, Laura, I thought this is a perfect question for you, by the way. Let's listen to her. My name is Caitlin Lowry, and I am one of the VIP Scouts for Brightly. 
Um, and I would like to know what made y'all want to start Brightly and how did that kind of come about in the beginning? And I would also like to know what is one thing that you would like people to remember when first starting their sustainability journey? Yeah, so I love that Caitlin asked this question. We this is the entire reason, you know, like why we started Brightly, which is, you know, we are all on the sustainability journey together. Um, you know, I when I, you know, was working at Amazon back in the day, was responsible for getting people to shop as much as they possibly could. Like that was my whole job and um I got really good at that job. You know, I was getting a lot of accolades at work and, you know, people were super excited about that. But I started to think through like, maybe there's something, you know, something not quite right here for the (laughs) planet, you know, like buy, 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 buy all the time, um, buy things that are made cheaply that are going to just be thrown out. Like I really kind of had a, you know, personal, you know, crisis, if you will, in my head thinking like, what am I doing? Um, And so, you know, that kind of prompted me to be a a conscious consumer myself. Um, And then later on, I went on to, uh, you know, lead a social impact project at Google. Um, I did a stint at Sephora, where I was really focused on community building um, while people were shopping. And in general, I would say, you know, all of these experiences are what led me to start Brightly. And, And above all, um, I'm excited to share knowledge and to just be excited about the impact that we can have when we shop for good and do it in a way that's not judgmental. Like that, that's like my whole reason. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And that's why we always, we say that we want to inspire billions of people, take small steps towards sustainability rather than having thousands of people living completely zero waste or completely stop eating meat. We are here for you wherever you are in your sustainability journey. And yeah, like this, the excitement, the massive impact, the potential for the massive impact is what um, kind of made me join you, Laura. And talking about the second part of uh, Caitlin's question, uh, what is kind of the one thing to remember when starting your sustainability journey? I think we've said it uh, so many times. remember you should be imperfectly sustainable you should you will never be able to be perfect uh, i think perfect in any sense is almost in a perfection is almost inachievable in anything uh, and we always like to say planet over perfection that's kind of what i would think like what i would keep in mind right yeah i i agree with you and the other thing i would say is don't feel like you have to have a lot of money or be like super loaded or rich or anything to do this like you can be i mean one of the most sustainable things you can do is to purchase less and to be creative about, um, you know, reusing things and, and things of that nature. So becoming more eco-friendly in your lifestyle does not mean that you have to, you know, go out and spend a ton of money, right? Exactly. And um, I, I love that the, our scouts actually have been um, sharing their green resolutions for 2020. You can actually do it in your profile um, as a goal on the Brightly app. And one of the things I've noticed they're saying is, uh, you know, my goal is to f- finish using all my unsustainable products so I can kind of... Uh, start buying more eco-friendly sustainable products so the first thing uh is just keep using it you don't have to throw things away uh just make the use of what you have that's kind of the main thing which doesn't really cost you money as you said well let's move to the next question from uh also uh, our vip scout Catherine. hey guys it's Catherine, one of the vip scouts at brightly 
So my question for Lisa and Laura is what's their favorite part of Brightly? They always ask us, so now it's their turn to tell us. Community. Community. Yes, I love that question from Catherine. I I am guilty. I always love to ask our scouts, our community members, what's your favorite part of about Brightly? And just like me and Laura, we are very in sync with our community. Everyone says that community and connections, personal connections, yes, that we are making online mostly right now. This is kind of everyone's favorite part, and it's definitely my favorite part uh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, the the like we said, the whole reason we do this is because we want to inspire our community. We want to help them create connections with each other. And again, like another thing that I love, again, is like I talked about, is the, the ability to share knowledge and to do it in a way that isn't judgmental. So, you know, we when we review a brand or we talk about a topic that you ask about, we recognize that there is a lot of gray area in the space. So nobody is going to be perfect. And that includes brands, right? Like I think we, we sometimes are super hard on brands and I think, um, you know, we have to give, give them a little bit of a break. That being said, there's, we're so scarred by years of bigger brands just doing such terrible things to the environment that I think it's understandable that we're inherently like distrustful of brands, but we should also think about, especially for new brands getting started and um, even older brands who are trying to make steps in the right direction, like let's give them a little bit of space. Let's see if they can, you know, kind of execute on that. And then let's, you know, reward them when they, when they do well and, and, and shop, shop with them. Right. Exactly. Let's celebrate each other's successes, right? No, uh, not tear each other apart. What's this? How does the saying go? Don't, tear each other down. yeah yeah well it's, it's something like don't lift people up don't tear them down you got it you got yeah, it yeah <laughs> okay got it i, I yeah. got there uh yeah no i absolutely agree it's true for both people and brands uh so that's and that's one of the thing i think that really attracts uh so many members of our community to brightly is the positivity right uh we're all about uplifting understanding um supporting each other and that's again that's in one word it's community uh, so let's switch gears. Uh, we had a couple of similar questions from our scouts, Diana and Caitlin, and they are all about careers, especially like social impact careers. So let's listen to them. Hey, guys, it's Diana. Um, I would like to know what was one of the first jobs you had, if you had one before Brightly, that you broke into the environmental scene with? Hi, I'm Caitlin, and I'm from Columbus, Ohio. My question is, what advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career similar to yours? I love listening to the podcast and love the information you give to all of your listeners. I can take this question, Laura. So um, I love these questions. I love when younger folks are asking us about how we got started. And um, yeah, so one of the questions was uh, first job, right? Uh, first job before Brightly that kind of uh, led um, led me personally into social impact space. And for me, I I might have shared it with Brightly listeners. I'm not, I'm not sure if I had, but my entire career has been an impact space. Um, I, we, me and Laura, actually, funnily enough, we share um, undergraduate degree in international relations. Um, and yeah, I always wanted to make positive changes in the world. And I kind of went through this uh thinking of how can I make, how can I create the most impact? And in the yep. beginning, my thoughts were nonprofits, right? Well, actually, no. the first thought was UN, World Bank, something massive sure. and scalable. 
two uh, college paper in um, college papers in. I submitted. I did research, and I, I realized that there's a lot of politics in there, not that much action. Then I started thinking about grassroots organizations, um, organizations, nonprofits, charities, local charities, especially making a real impact on the ground. And that's how I got, um, I started in nonprofits. I did um, some work with uh, an international microfinance um, association in DC. Uh, but also I realized that, you know, nonprofits should really um, be run like businesses. And that's when I read that book. I think we've mentioned Mohammed Yunus 5,000 5, times on the podcast, but his book, Creating a World Without Poverty, really uh, is what introduced me to the idea of social business, the idea that all businesses should exist, uh, not for the sole purpose of making money, but also for the purpose of solving any different social problems, be it poverty, hunger, uh, sanitation issues, education, lack of access to education, and things like that. So that's kind of, um, that was my first job. I did a bunch of internships, like right off college. And that's kind of, Laura, leads me to the second question, right? It's like advice um, on how to pursue a, a career similar to ours. Uh, do, you, do you have any advice on that? Yeah, I mean, I would just expand a little bit on Muhammad Yunus's book. I mean, if you if you're interested in understanding more about like really practical ways to run social impact businesses, yeah. definitely give that a read, especially if you are interested in pursuing a career in social impact work. Um, and then, yeah, I guess advice on pursuing a career. I mean, we, we could take that a few different ways. You just kind of touched on the social impact piece of it um, from the tech piece of it, at least with my background. Um, I realized that growing up, I already exhibited behaviors of wanting to be into computer science. Uh, but when I was growing up, there were not a ton of women in computer science or STEM related uh, careers, and it wasn't really fostered and nurtured in my school system. So I did not choose to go into that um, sort of academic path in college. But as I got out of college, I just did fun stuff on the side. Fun stuff being like, I made websites, I joined <laughs> online communities, um, I learned how to use Photoshop. Like, for me, that was fun. Obviously, I am a little bit of a nerd. I will, I will get, admit that. <laughs> but I enjoyed doing it. And my advice, if you are, whether you are like, just about to go into college, you've graduated, or even like mid-career, if you're looking to get into a specific job, my advice is to do what I call portfolio pieces or basically prove that you can do that job before you get it because that is something very tangible that you can give to a recruiter or um, you know an interviewer and say, look, I might not be a UX designer yet, but look, I took your website and I made a wireframe to improve the experience. Um, and this is how I, how I would fix it if I had this job. Um, and that's going to get somebody excited about you. And you can even, you know, you can, you can bust that out in an interview. But if you need help getting to the interview stage, that's something you can email to the hiring manager. So this is something we coach our interns on all the time. Like, before you leave your, if you've got to leave your time with Brightly, we, you know, we, we love having you, but you know, this internships end. And so when you leave an internship with us, we want to make sure that you have at least one portfolio piece to put in your back pocket for the next time you go out and seek a job. Yeah, no, exactly. I think very kind of tangible, practical experience. It's uh, what matters so much. Um, and 
I also, just like you, I, you know, I was super into also online community building from the start. And I remember when I had like kind of a break between my job in DC and when I started my MBA, I had the few months break. So I just kind of decided to apply the skills that I uh, learned in my previous position. And I started um, an online community for Russian speaking social entrepreneurs. And I think, at least for me personally, um, I learn uh, the fastest and quickest uh, when I'm just putting something into practice, right? Uh, and then another example I wanted actually to bring up, since I know so many of our community members love Alisa, uh, who does our TikTok and Instagram reels. Um, they were asking her uh, if she was uh, was doing TikTok before she, she started with Brightland. She was. So I think just pursuing something that you really love personally and you're really good at and just putting it out there into the world, you will be noticed by people, right? So I found Alisa because she was already doing a lot of great videos on TikTok uh, around sustainability topics specifically, right? Uh, I know we found uh, a great writer uh, for Brightly as well through her newsletter because she just loved to write. And, you know, and this... It, it, it can be your personal TikTok account or even your personal Twitter, right? But if you do it well, um, you will get noticed or, you know, don't be shy, you know, tag brightly uh, on your Instagram images, for example, in your posts. I know so many of our scouts actually already doing, they're creating their own graphics for, for their personal sustainability related Instagrams and keep doing that. I think just find what you're good at and pursue this and spend some time doing that. This episode is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles, a company with a punny name but a seriously sustainable mission to make better bedding for everyone. We started partnering with Sheets and Giggles earlier this year, and the positive reviews from our community keep coming in. I've been on a hunt for sustainable bedding for a long time now until Brightly actually recommended Sheets and Giggles. I would highly recommend. The material is great. Uh, I personally tend to get hot at night and my boyfriend tends to get cold. So it definitely serves as a happy medium. Highly recommend. I also get hot at night and I found that after sleeping with Sheets and Giggles moisture wicking sheets over the past few months, I can't remember the last time I woke up overheated. I love my Sheets and Giggles sheets. They're my absolute favorite. Not only because they're super duper soft, but they are sustainably and ethically made out of eucalyptus. Yep, I love that our scout Ashley called out how soft the sheets and giggle sheets are. Plus, the eucalyptus that is in their 400 thread count sheets is grown without insecticides or pesticides. They also just launched a bunch of new colors, and I can't choose between navy, blue, and red. Help me! Sheets and Giggles bedding is super lightweight and soft, and they really nail it on zero-waste packaging. We recommend Sheets and Giggles for the softest, most sustainable sleep out there. Good Together listeners get 15% off at checkout by using the code BRIGHTLYECO at SheetsGiggles.com. If you've been listening to our podcast for a while, you must have heard us gush about Nisolo before. They're the makers of the most gorgeous and ethical shoes that somehow hit the perfect mix of style, comfort, function, and sustainability. Nisolo is a certified B Corp and offsets 100% of their carbon emissions. 
My favorite part about Nisolo is the quality and the style of their shoes. I own quite a few Nisolo pairs and they just get better with time. Their designs are classic, timeless, and I can pair my Nisolos with almost anything in my wardrobe. They last forever too. I've taken a few pairs to the cobbler to get resold and they come out looking as good as new every time. I'm also a big fan of companies that take care of their artisan partners and work to ensure above fair trade wages and safe and healthy working conditions for all. Nisolo goes above and beyond. I also appreciate how much thought Nisolo puts into making sure that their shoes will last your lifetime, well, almost, by sharing product care information and even video tutorials on their website. Making sure that whatever product you buy will last you as long as possible is one of the most sustainable things we can do as consumers. I myself have their mules and summer sandals for over three years. I just got my husband the Matteo all-weather boot, and he's been wearing them ever since we've opened the box, for real. Oh, and before I forget, they have socks now. They will make perfect stocking stuffers. Go to nisolo.com slash brightly and use the code brightly for 20% off any styles. That's n-i-s-o-l-o.com forward slash brightly. That's yeah, it's, it's the good old side hustle, right? And so the more you can do that and show that you have skills in one area, the better. Um, you know, a lot of times people say a good a good thing to do is be active on Twitter or Instagram or your, your social network of preference. Like Lisa's saying, like, you know, if you show up in the right hashtags or you can get attention and comments and engagement from the people that are kind of the decision makers or the influencers in the space that you're excited about, that can only help. So I yeah. love this advice. It's super practical. Yeah. I remember, yeah, just to tell you, to age myself a little bit back in like 2008, when what was like, what Twitter was two years old. I actually, Twitter was my tool to finding uh, professionals in the international development space in DC. When I just moved to DC, I didn't know anyone. And back then, I don't remember if you know, like uh, there were meetups, but there were also two yep. meetups. To we, have yep, you heard of three meetups? meetups? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. old school. We did Those it. Yeah. Were the days. <laughs> yeah. And like yeah. Uh, through these tweetups, I, you know, I who was like just fresh out of college, I was meeting, you know, super experienced, like really well known people in DC, which was really cool and kind of. And just don't be shy and use social media. And uh, I know things have changed quite a bit since 2008 days, but uh, use social media to your professional advantage for sure. Um, All right. Let's hear the next mm -hmm. question from Hannah. Hey, it's Hannah. Um, what has been your most successful method for getting other family or household members to participate in your more eco-friendly lifestyle? Okay, so you know this question really hits home for me, um, listeners. If you if you're familiar with with the podcast and with Lisa and I's background, um, you know I grew up in the South. Um, I grew up in an area that is not necessarily aligned with my views today. I mean, I'm there are differences. We all have differences from like you know our family and our friends, and um, it can be hard to talk about. Uh, you know, values-based decisions with them, like eco-friendly lifestyles, or if you ever want to wade into politics, like, I mean, it's just, it's difficult. And I, you know, I think one of the sad things recently, I feel like is people have just gotten so close-minded with a conversation, right? Dang, like it's, you look on the comments, mm -hmm. um, you look on the, the, the general discourse that's happening is really 
like, I don't know, it's got a lot of venom in it, I feel like. So first off, if you're listening to this, next time you go to post like a an emotional comment, if you will, um, either personally or on your public Instagram or something like, maybe just take a step back, take a breath, say like, is there a way that I can like have a engage in a conversation versus shutting it down? It's kind of like, um, what do everybody always teach you when you do interviews? Like don't ask people yes or no questions because then it's just awkward. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Start a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I get them. Like that's how I have these conversations with people. I mean, the other thing that I like to do, which is what we like to do with, with the podcast and brightly is how do you get somebody curious about what you're talking about and get them to talk about it from a, a point of wanting to know more versus attacking the emotions around something. So like, instead of saying, um, you know, if you eat meat all the time, you are, you know, killing animals. And I mean, that's true. Like, we're not going to beat around the bush. That is a fact. That is like, you know, you can attack somebody with a fact like that, but they're not going to respond very well to it. Right. They're going to feel like you're making a big judgment on, on their lifestyle. And they're immediately going to have this reaction of like, Oh, I can't talk to you. Like that we need to shut this down and it's going to kind of escalate. So maybe instead of saying something like that, you could say, Hey, um, have you ever tried to go meatless? Have you ever done like a meatless Monday challenge? And then you might be able to have a conversation with someone about that. They might say, um, no, I haven't, but I've thought about it. And then that kind of gives you an in. They might say, no, and I don't want to. And then you might say, well, why not? And you can kind of like kind of talk about it there. So kind of like pull it out of them, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or yeah, I was thinking maybe asking something it's like, well, what what's the kind of your favorite flavors, right? Or like, what do you like about the taste of meat or something like, and then, you know, start talking about mushrooms. I always love talking about mushrooms. Oh, and, you right. know, because yeah. yeah, a lot of times people don't know, but nobody likes to be lectured to. Everybody wants uh, to be heard and listened to and give their advice. And one of, I remember someone shared this advice with our community is that um, when you're having these conversations with your friends and family who might not know anything about eco-friendliness, being zero waste and things like that, is kind of try to approach it from their perspective. What's interesting to them, right? What is their core value? I think the example they gave was, um, you know, well, if someone in your family loves to save money, money, so why don't you talk to them about living sustainably from the money saving? approach right which you know there is a lot of uh, money saving hacks um, especially the ones we've uh, shared a ton on tiktok and instagram this year but yeah i think this kind of um answers the questions pretty well right laura absolutely at least the starting point absolutely and speaking of starting points i think our next question Mm -hmm. asked about that Hi, my name's Ruby, and the couple questions that I have actually revolve around my goal for the new year, and that's creating a capsule wardrobe. So the first question being, how would you guys define what a capsule wardrobe is? And the second question is, how would you go about creating one? Well, we actually, it's a great question. We actually hosted a workshop led by one of the Brightly Scouts and four Brightly Scouts just on this topic, the capsule wardrobe. Uh, And I thought it was really helpful. I'll make sure to dig out this video and we'll be uh, sharing it on the Brightly app as well, of course, um, for people who just joined or who are listening right now. And one interesting uh, kind of popular myth that she mentioned was that capsule wardrobe really doesn't need to be like neutral, black and white, bad 
collage kind of look like all of this popular Instagram posts about uh, capsule wardrobes, if you know what I'm talking about. And instead, yeah. capsule wardrobe is all about you, right? About you, your style, your favorite colors. So, so that was kind of one of the biggest uh, kind of revelations that uh, I learned back then. But I know, Laura, you know way more about capsule wardrobe, fashion stuff than me. So why don't you? I mean, I thought that was the best tip I've heard about a capsule wardrobe, which nice. is, yeah, it, it doesn't have to be neutral. Um, pick what you gravitate towards in your closet and then start mixing and matching. I do happen to have a lot of neutrals in my closet just because I've always dressed like that. But I do like pops of greens, um, and kind of jewel tones work with my, you know, overall complexion and stuff. So I'll kind of throw those in there too. And, you know, you don't have to go out and buy a bunch of stuff again. Like, please don't think you need to. Um, I think there's a lot of, there's even some, some brands that have, you know, kind of emerged as making pieces specifically for a capsule wardrobe. Some of them will sell like your entire wardrobe to you. That's cool, but it's also expensive and not necessary. So just maybe, um, you know, do it seasonally, um, you know, maybe start, I mean, this is also hard, right? And during COVID, I feel like a lot of us have like had our weight fluctuate a lot. So, yeah. you know, maybe start by in January, going out, cleaning out your closet, seeing what fits um, and kind of going from there. Easy exactly. enough, right? Yeah. So every, everything about ethical fashion, slow fashion, capsule wardrobe, minimalism in uh, fashion all starts with cleaning out your closet and just looking at what you have. So you again, you don't have to go and just spend tons of money on the new stuff. Um, and then I love how you talked about your, you know, um, skin complexion, right? That is also was one of the tips from the workshop we've done. There is some kind of test that you can do. I don't think it's paid, but like there's a few basic questions you can answer uh, and kind of to know which Tones and colors and clothing uh, will fit uh, your skin type best and hair and eyes. And yeah, I mean, an another easy way to do it is look back at pictures of yourself that you really like and see if there's like a color palette that, um, you know, pops out. So like you might just notice that. That's or, easier. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can do that. You can ask friends, um, but there's typically going to be. I mean, I think jewel tones look good on anyone just because when I say jewel tones, it's like more deeper colors, not necessarily pastels. Pastels can kind of wash people out yes, sometimes, sure. but you know, there, there's things like that, but, um, okay. So our next question is about how to be sustainable when traveling. Hi, I'm Sierra. I would like to ask, how do you stay sustainable when traveling? Do you bring your own water bottles or do you bring your own cutlery? And what are some tips that you might have for those of us that may not be sustainable when traveling? Okay. So when the pandemic um, lets up, you know, there, there's so many ways that you can have an eco-friendly time when you are going off on a vacation or an adventure. We actually have a whole podcast episode dedicated to this. We have articles dedicated to this on Brightly. So I'm going to keep it really brief, yeah. but again, um, you know, Make sure that you don't overpack. Um, make sure you bring reusables for water. I feel like that is just such an easy yeah. thing to do, but we we forget to all the time. And then support local businesses when you're there. Please, like, please don't go to giant chain restaurants and things when you're there. Like, make sure you're helping the local economy. 
Um, and that's, I mean, that's really my, my main tips. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. There's tons of information out there. And I completely agree with, with you, Laura, on the supporting local economies. I want to give a shout out to one of my favorite brands ever, Airbnb. Uh, I'm like a big, big fan girl of theirs. And, you know, staying with people, you are, especially during COVID, you know, they're taking a lot of great precautions and like cleaning all of the apartments. So it's safe. It's as safe as hotel, if not more safer. I'm not sure. But uh, you are supporting real people, people in the local communities. And the coolest thing is that Airbnb hosts, especially the best ones, they always are full of tips and like recommendations about best restaurants, best experiences, best breweries. Um, so yeah, Airbnb would be my number one tip uh, on kind of sustainable travel, but really all about supporting local communities. Anywho, let's move on. We have two more questions left. And they're all about sustainable swaps, of course. Hi, Lisa and Laura. This is Mary, one of your VIP scouts from the Brightly community. And my question is, what is your favorite sustainability swap that you have done in 2020? I know myself, I think my favorite is using stasher bags because they're so versatile. So I'd love to hear what yours is. Thanks. Okay, so I uh, love the question from Mary. And of course, uh, I'm with Mary 100% on stasher bags, right? Or really any silicon bags to eliminate all the plastic Ziplocs. Um, a few other products and swaps that I want to give a shout out to is Marley's Monsters on Paper Towels. They're so cute and soft and Actually, that was Mary who inspired me to kind of uh, really not use any paper towels, even the bamboo ones, and really try to use uh, on paper towels. They're made from uh, cotton, like kind of flannel material, super soft. And yeah, cool. it takes a second to get used to. It does, but uh, it's really worth it. And again, it's it saves you money in the end, you know? Yeah, I think this, this whole, tr well, it's not a trend, but it, to me, it's like this whole... Um, I don't know, eureka moment of single use products in general. So yeah. a lot of times plastic is the first thing to be think, you know, for that people think about, but just in general, like, why do we have so many disposable items in our life? It's weird. Um, and they don't oftentimes are degrade, I mean, they're not biodegradable. And I think I mean, paper towels, those aren't terrible, but if you can cut down and use the um, the brand that Lisa just mentioned, you can also just cut up old t-shirts and make your own rag basket and do that. I mean, there's so many ways to do it. So I, I love that. I love that thing. Yeah. And so another few kind of brands and things I've discovered this year in 2020, I've started during the pandemic and Laura, actually you were the one who discovered this brand. I'm so glad you did. I started shopping for plastic free groceries with zero store. It's an online store, um, kind of like imperfect produce. Unfortunately, only deliver in the Bay area. They're pretty rapidly expanding. Um, so Hopefully in the next few years, they will be available everyone. But that's one of definitely my favorite brand discoveries and something definitely saved me during the pandemic, especially the first few months of the lockdown when I basically never went to grocery stores. Yeah. And, and you did that great interview with the founder. Zuleika, yes. Yeah. Um, that was, I think, what, June or May 2020? Yeah. Feels like a lifetime ago, of course. Yeah, and totally. uh, last but not least, of course, the yummy spices from Burl Up and Barrel. It's not a swap, but if you guys listen to the uh, interview with Ethan, their founder, just a couple of episodes ago, I just fell in love with their products. And basically, all everything I'm excited about this year, like in terms of 
eco-friendly swaps. It's all, of course, in the kitchen because uh, let's be honest, I spend a lot of time there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we all do. Yeah, Yeah, I I love all those swaps. Um, I don't have much to add. My I love Ilia Beauty. Uh, They are an amazing clean beauty brand. And I was looking for a tinted moisturizer that was clean. And let me tell you, it is hard to find that. Um, I was using something from Origins, which Origins is not as clean as it comes, but it was one of those types that would like automatically adjust to your skin tone. And those don't ever really work that well. I always felt like I had like this weird orangey tint on my skin. Um, But I just tried Ilia's... um, it's like a tinted moisturizer that's almost like a serum and it works so well. Like that's been my favorite sustainability swap this year. And I literally just found it recently and I'm obsessed. Good thing you mentioned, Ilya. I finally, I literally have been asking our community for probably nine months of the pandemic, what is your favorite uh, clean beauty mascara? And that's one of the most popular questions we get in our clean, clean beauty uh, clean beauty chat, right? In, in, on our app. And I finally tried it and it's really good. And our scouts tried it too. So yeah, I think Ilya is definitely one of the top clean beauty brands that we love to recommend. All right. So last question is also about kind of products and swaps. Let's listen to it. Hey, Laura and Lisa. It's Kylie. I was wondering what kind of swaps or products are you looking forward to getting in the future? So, yeah, this is a slightly different uh, way to ask us about our favorite eco products and something what I'm looking forward to in 2021. Um, If any men are listening to it, I'm sorry, guys, but, you know, there has been so much chatter about sustainable period products uh, in our community. So I'm actually pretty curious to try those. I know it does take kind of um, a little bit of a mind shift, right, to try, like, for example, we just got things uh period underwear there's also uh what's it called period cups there's so many brands out there and you know again i was skeptical i haven't tried any of them yet um but uh hearing so many positive things from our community makes me actually curious and more willing and open-minded to try these products yeah, I mean, again, it's it's a single-use, throwaway, disposable item. You just don't think about it, which is something that we have all grown up using. I would Every single person listening to this podcast has grown up in a world where single-use products are okay. And if you don't use them, it's like a weird thing. Like, like there's, you know, we'd be like, why are you not using paper towels? Why are you using this roll of cloths put together? Like, that's weird. So we should definitely normalize people doing reusable, um, you know, using reusables. And, um, yeah, I, I think it's such a good idea when we think about sustainable period products. And, I, yeah. and it's, you know, it's not even normalized, it's re-normalized, right? Because again, well, that's our true. grandmothers mm-hmm. and mothers, and, and like, quite honestly, TMI, but like I, when I was born in Russia, in USSR, my mom didn't have a regular diapers, you know, so she had to wash all that stuff. And now of oh, course, diapers. Cl- yep. yeah, yep. now of course, cloth diapers are all the rage, but Hey, I grew up like that, and that was what not that long ago. I'm not going to say how, <laughs> how long ago. Not yeah, long ago. totally. Yeah. Um, and then in terms of what I'm looking for in the, yeah. in the next year, I mean, I always love clean beauty. Um, I think I'm always experimenting, and of course, using up my products before I buy new ones. But I'm I'm always trying to experiment and see if stuff works really well. Um, another thing is I have three dogs, which is one too many. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're ever thinking about getting a third, I'll tell you, there's a big difference there. But anyway, I love them all. And they they are very, they love toys. And so 
I'm constantly trying to find chew toys for them that are going to last, but are not like harmful, made of nasty plastic. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't want the dogs to ingest them. So it's a health thing, but it's also just like thinking through, I mean, um, you know, dog waste bags when you're out walking, how many people use truly biodegradable dog waste bags? Answer like nobody because you just don't think about it. Yeah, no, they're just plastic bags. Um, You can find biodegradable options and, and I have, but I had to have that moment of like, oh, duh, like, why am I using this much plastic when I go out to walk the dog? So again, just like having that internal dialogue with yourself. I mean, I know we all have a ton of takeout food right now. And that like kills me when I get something that's wrapped in a bunch of plastic. So anyway, like, you know, think about ways that you can reduce your single use plastics and single use in general. That's exactly. And how, again, we shared this on TikTok before is, you know, Try if you are getting something like single-use plastic bags, for example, especially during the pandemic when we couldn't bring our own containers and bags, you know, keep using it, right? It's only single-use if you only use it once. But if you use it twice or three times, uh, that's already makes it better. There we go. Well, I think that's it. I mean, this is a wrap on 2020. I cannot believe, I mean, I cannot believe what happened this year. <laughs> I cannot believe so many what ways. happened that this year is already over. I can't believe how much we've grown. Uh, I mean, this year has been something, that's for sure. Yep, it's been so exciting while also being terrifying and um, just confusing and emotional. I mean, there's just so many things that we'll all look back and remember about this year. But I know you and I will look back and be so excited about this company we're building alongside our community. So thank you guys so much for your support. We can't, we couldn't do it and wouldn't do it without you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, as a reminder, the next episode will be in 2021 on January 6th. Yep. So have go have some self-care. Enjoy yourself. Lisa and I will do the same and we'll see you next year. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Good Together. As always, you can get show notes and explore lots more content related to all things eco-friendly living by checking out brightly.eco slash podcast. And don't forget to join in on the conversation that's happening on our Facebook group. Simply search Good Together Ethical Shopping and it'll come up. You can also leave us a question through voicemail. The link is on brightly.eco slash podcast. If you're into social media, give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, and all of the channels. Our username is brightly.eco. Finally, we want to leave you with a reminder. Every day is a chance for you to create change, and you're already covered for today since you joined us here on the podcast. Stay kind and live brightly.